the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557 is the number. You can call and join the conversation, 888-528-2557. We talk about issues of the day from a Christian perspective. So many issues to talk about uh, today. And uh, I want to ask you this question. We start off today. Do you have any heroes in your life, like genuine heroes? And I want to put this in the in this sense, somebody who, is there somebody who saved your life type of hero, right? Not just somebody you admire for something that they might have done, but somebody in your life, somebody personal to you, who actually has saved your life because maybe they did something physically to do it, or maybe they um, um, spoke up and told the police or told somebody something for you. 888-528-2557. doesn't have to be save your life, but it's something that you look at them and you go, uh, gosh, you know what, you're a hero. I'm thinking about that because there are, you know, yesterday and even today are just bunkers in the news. And today, yesterday, you know, we had a couple of, we had shooting, of course, in Kansas City that's just awful. And uh, But there are heroes even in that crowd because they tackled the guys, just regular people who were there. Some of them tackled the guys who were after them. And we have uh, hero students at Ontario Christian High School. And uh, this is the story. Yeah, this is the story. Sure, Micah, if you see something, you say something. We hear this all the time, but in this case, Ontario PD as well as school officials say that this is what prevented what could have been a mass shooting at an Ontario high school campus. They say some student caught wind of a potential threat and eventually reported that to school officials. School officials then reporting that to police and police later arrested that suspect, now identified as an 18-year-old student, Sebastian Villasenor. So this student gets arrested and he was about to become one of these school shooters. And the reason it is because a student spoke up and said, hey, there's somebody who's doing something. And I think that's really important because a lot of the time, not every time, but a lot of the time after these things happen, you hear from people who said, yeah, you know, I was worried about him. I had this sense or I remember there was a shooting in San Bernardino. I think it was one of the terrorist ones, right? The terrorist attack that was in San Bernardino a couple of years ago. It's got to be, how long ago was that now? It was like maybe almost 10 years ago now. But where neighbors saw the people who did the terrorist attack next door, like loading ammunition into the house and just doing all kinds of weird stuff, but they never said anything. And, you know, you you want to wish the best on people. You don't want to believe that there are people who are going to do horrendous things. But we're living in a time where this is happening more and more often, and we're hearing about it more and more often. Uh, here is the Ontario Police Department explaining what happened here at this school. So on February 8th, which was a Thursday, the Ontario Police Department was contacted by Principal Benjamin Dykhouse of the Ontario Christian High School regarding a student who reported concerns that a classmate 
later identified as Sebastian Villasenor, had been showing signs of being fixated on school shootings and had access to weapons. This student bravely shared their fear, and let me, let me repeat that. There was a student who was so brave to come forward, see something, say something, and shared their fear that they and others could be harmed by Villasenor and followed through with their training that they received from the school that had just done active shooter training. You know, that last part there, active shooter training at the school, I hate it that that's a thing. My kids have had to go through that, right? And you know, they come home and they sort of talk about it like, oh yeah, today we had active shooter training. And uh, it's just the reality of the world that we live in today that you, you need to have that. You probably should have it wherever you, wherever you work. You know, churches need to have it. There's things that you need to do today. That's the world we live in. And then you always hear, you know, when you always hear people say, if you see something, say something. But what does that mean? You know, practically speaking, what does that mean? Well, what it means is what this kid did. This kid was so aware of what was going on with his classmate that, you know, just thank God for him. He is a hero, an absolute hero, this kid, because he said something. And, you know, the rest of the people in the chain and the administration at the school and other places, all heroes today. And uh, do you have any heroes like that in your life? Somebody who who saw something and said something that made a big impact, that maybe protected your life or maybe your your house or did something else. You want to share that story or give them a shout out? 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Ontario Police uh, continue this way. The Ontario Police Department takes all potential threats to student safety very seriously. This case would be no different but what we discovered through the course of our investigation revealed that Villasenor had every intention of carrying out a school shooting at the Ontario Christian High School. You know, I think that when you, one of the fears of speaking up about something that you think might happen, I think is that you might be wrong, right? Imagine if you are wrong and you, you besmirch somebody's reputation because you think, I think this person has murderous intentions and you want to sell yourself, no, that didn't happen. No, that, so but this student did the police they you know they hear stuff all the time they investigated it and they found out no you're right this kid is planning something during our investigation we learned via senor was obsessed with school shootings and police response times he researched tactical supplies and was in the process of choosing a specific date to carry out the school shooting he was so obsessed with our response times that he google mapped how far it would be from the Ontario Police Department for our response time to the school. Ultimately, when we arrested Villasenor at his residence, we collected numerous weapons, seven rifles, two revolvers, one handgun, and one shotgun. We also seized over a thousand rounds of ammunition. So this kid has all of the stuff. It belonged to his parents, by the way. Uh, it wasn't his, of course, it was his parents, and he had access to all of it. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we had a parent in, uh, or was it Michigan or Minnesota, who was convicted um, of uh, manslaughter charges because her kid was one of these school shooters, and the big deal was is you gave him the weapons, and you should have known, and he was reaching out to her in that case, and she didn't say anything, and he ended up becoming a murderer. This is uh, um, happens, I think, more and more often. I just don't understand why parents do this with their kids. Why would you do that? I, I don't, maybe the parents are so out of it, they don't know, right? There's, there's probably a lot of whys to it. 
But this is what the police found. And he continues here in his press conference. As our investigation continued, we determined through various interviews that Villasenor had five intended victims and contemplated a sixth victim. All of the potential victims are students of Ontario Christian High School. Based on our findings and in conjunction with the San Bernardino County District Attorney's Office, Villa Senor has been formally charged with one count of attempted criminal threats and five counts of attempted murder. All of those are felonies. As it's related to Villa Senor's motive, we have been able to determine from interviews he was not bullied or harassed. He did, however, have difficulties in forming relationships with other students and in his social interactions. Via Senor is the sole suspect and the only person we are looking at who is going to carry out this deadly plan. We're confident that there's no additional threat to students and staff at the, or excuse me, at Ontario Christian High School. This kid who turned him in did it last Thursday, went in and told the principal, hey, I think uh, this guy's going to try something and had some reasons. You know, I find that kids know a lot. If you're listening and you're a kid, I bet you know a lot about what's going on, sometimes with kids who are struggling. You probably know who's struggling in some regard, but I don't know if you've had this experience, ladies and gentlemen, but you know, now that I'm much older and I've gotten to know people I grew up with now that they're adults, sometimes I had a pretty good idea of what they were dealing with in school, but then there are other times I was clueless. Like I had a, I had a good friend and I didn't find out till a few years ago that he was bullied severely, like beaten up after school by another kid in the class beaten up, threatened, and it was like a regular routine thing. His mom would usually, because she worked, would uh, come late to pick him up. So he and this other kid were like the last two at the school. And uh, he talked about how brutal that was. I had no idea, and this was a good friend of mine. At the same time, I had some other friends who had a pretty good idea of what was going on at home, right? That uh, maybe because I was invited to the house or something like that. But, you know, often I think the only people who even know that some kids are having trouble are are other kids. Have you experienced that? Um, How aware are we? How do we teach our kids even to to be aware? And if you see something, say something. I think about this with my kids. They seem to be pretty aware, you know, of what students are uh, up to stuff and and other things like that. And, uh, you know, James will tell me who the troublemakers are in class and those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, sometimes we have funny conversations because sometimes it's just a funny kid, right? Sometimes it's just a kid who's got, you know, something going on. He can't pay attention or maybe there's some discipline problems, but you don't think he's going to shoot the place up. You just think he's going to flunk out, right? You got those concerns. And uh, some kids are just, they just have to learn differently. And, and you know, kids are, are funny sometimes, but some kids are incredibly troubled. And here at Ontario Christian, if you're just joining us, uh, last Thursday is when this happened, but this report came out last night, that last Thursday, a student at Ontario Christian High School went to the principal and said, I think one of our other students is thinking about becoming a school shooter, and I've got really bad concerns, and he's going to hurt people. The principal called the police, and uh, the police investigated, and the student was right. And the student who was planning these things was arrested. He was arrested. He had seven rifles, two revolvers, one handgun, and a shotgun. All of them were his parents, and uh, they were legally owned by his parents. And uh, the student was arrested. He's charged with attempted murder. And lives are saved. This guy's a hero. You got any heroes in your life? Like real heroes who maybe saved your life or that they they did something to 
protect you from something bad happening. 888-528-2557 is the phone number. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Ontario Police Department continued this way. To be clear, the student who came forward who saw something and said something is a hero. That student saved lives, spared families from losing their children, and a community from being devastated from a sense, senseless act of violence. I also want to thank Principal Dykhouse for listening to his students, for taking that student's concern seriously and reaching out to us. In addition, I thank the Ontario Christian Schools for their patience and not compromising our investigation by releasing information before we were able to take Villasenor into custody. I also want to acknowledge the officers and the detectives, sorry, and the detectives who worked diligently displaying the ultimate level of professionalism to investigate this case and determine that Sebastian Villasenor had every intention to take the lives of his innocent people. Lastly, I would like to recognize District Attorney Jason Anderson and his staff for their vested interest in holding Villasenor accountable for his malicious intent to take the lives of others. So this is a huge story, and what a hero that kid is, and everybody involved. Everybody did their job and were able to prevent this tragedy. Do you go to that school? If you're a parent out there and you're listening and you want to share anything, give me a call, 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. And uh, I'm curious if you've got you know hero stories in your life. I don't know how many of us could actually say that uh, somebody saved their life. You know, I actually uh, gave somebody the Heimlich maneuver one time. And uh, she was choking on something and it shot right out of her mouth. And, uh, you know, I feel pretty good about that. She feels a lot better about that. I don't know that I was even doing it right because I I never took a class. She's just choking. You know, but there are things that happen to us all the time and opportunities that we have to notice something and say something. And I think that says a lot about that school or the character of people who are in that school that there was a sense that, hey, if I tell somebody, they would actually do something that, you know, I think that it's a strength of character to speak up. Like I said, you know, we live in a time when we we criticize people who uh, criticize, if that makes sense. You know, so we we don't want to make a scene. We don't want to ruffle some water. You know, we, we might get called names. We might get canceled. We might do, you know, other stuff if we even if we're right, sometimes we accuse somebody of something or we've got an idea and we just, we're just not supposed to say, right, for social reasons. So good for this kid. I think that that is a, a super good thing. And, you know, we, we hear these tragedies um, all around. You don't hear as much about tragedies averted. And I don't know if you think about it, but think about how many times violent crime or theft or just terrible things that people might do, even things they might do to themselves, suicide or other stuff. How many times are those things prevented because somebody spoke up, because somebody saw a person standing on the bridge thinking of suicide and pulled over and talked them out of it or held them back? You know, how many school shootings have been prevented? We'll never know. But because one student just felt like they should reach out to another kid. In this case, you know, the police said in that police conference somewhere that this child, he's not a child anymore, he's an adult, he's 18, that's why they're mentioning his name, even though he's still in high school, that he struggled with relationships, that he wasn't bullied, he wasn't, he didn't have some of the characteristics that I think sometimes are stereotypical there that I don't think really matter. He's obviously a disturbed person, um, had trouble with relationships. And, you know, we can help people with relationships. I think that is something that, 
you know, most people who struggle with relationships, you kind of get over it to a certain degree or you get comfortable in your own skin eventually and you you get better. Um, but some people really struggle and that I think the older you get, you know, if you're struggling in grade school and then you're struggling in high school, high school is brutal. Middle school is brutal. I mean, people are mean. Kids are mean. And, uh, you know, a lot of kids are nice, but you know what I mean. There's a lot of mean kids. And if you're struggling with one thing or the other, maybe you've been bullied or you've had that kind of experience, it's, it is really tough. And, but the, the mental illness comes into effect when you decide you're going to do something horrific and violent. And somehow this kid had that plan. He became obsessed somehow with these kids doing it. But I want to encourage you to, if you see something, say something and to not be afraid. You know, maybe your job is to say something to that person. Maybe what you're called to do is go up to that person who seems lonely. You're probably right. You know, that kid who uh, is at your school or at your church or at your college or that coworker who seems like they they just have some stuff and everybody kind of behind their back might whisper about them or say, you know, he's really weird what he's doing today. You know, something I think that, that everybody should do, I think Christians should do that, is be the one to say something. You might need to go tell the police, but maybe you say something to that person. And you say, hey, how's it going? Can I take you to coffee? You ever reach out to somebody who you know is really struggling? You know, by doing that, you're the hero. You could be you could be saving a life simply because you paid attention to somebody. People are desperate to have somebody know them, to have some kind of relationship that is meaningful, just even as friends. And people are missing that in our world today where we're so connected digitally in so many ways, we are disconnected in real social things. It's a problem. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557 is the number. Another hero yesterday was in the Kansas City shooting, that tragedy that happened, but some of the people watching actually captured the uh, suspects. Here is Paul Contreras. One guy was hollering and saying, you know, stop him, catch him, you know, tackle him, whatever. And he's just just bailing running and out of nowhere i heard that guy hollering so i'm just like okay well i'm right here and i just i didn't think about it It just a reaction i didn't hesitate it was just just do it so i went to go tackle him and another gentleman did the same thing and as i'm tackling him i see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve because he was wearing a long jacket or like a carhartt so when i see that hit the ground i'm like oh you know, we got to take this guy down. And so, like I said, I did, and another good Samaritan did, and we held him down. And it seemed like forever, but it probably wasn't. It was like 30 seconds holding him down, and me and the other gentleman are hollering at ongoers, you know, where's the cops? Where's, you know, get the cops over here, get the cops over here. You know, we got them. So, you know, good for him. And, and all of that situation to take the time to do that. He saw the weapon fall out, right? He saved other lives. This kind of thing happens all the time. There's a lot of people who just don't get the recognition for what they've done. I mean, it doesn't make the news as much when you prevent the tragedy from happening. 
happening, right? If it bleeds, it leads. That's what people say. But if it doesn't bleed, well, maybe it's uh, somewhere else in the story or page two, or maybe nobody hears about it. But you know what? There are people all around us who are heroes all the time. Some of them are military people who are doing all kinds of stuff and preparing and supporting other people who are heroes. Many of our police officers every day, you know, talk to a police officer, heroes every day. You know, we always hear about it when they screw up. But thousands and thousands and thousands of interactions with people and preventing lots of things for happening, sometimes just for being there, sometimes because they ask the right question in the right circumstance, police officers and investigators. You got to be brave to do that. You got to be skilled and you have to listen to, you know, and pay attention to what your eyes and ears are telling you. And if you see something, say say something. You know, I want to give thanks today for people who are heroes. I want to give thanks today for people who put their life on the line for each one of us in all kinds of circumstances. And to say, you know, you might find yourself in a circumstance somewhere where you need to say something. You know what? Be brave. It is a great virtuous thing to be brave. And I think we would all do better if we had a lot more virtue in how we approach our lives. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can follow me right now on social media at Pastor Scott Show, at Pastor Scott Show in your favorite social media app. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. What an honor to serve as Secretary of Education at this time in our country's history. And I, and I say, you know, we do this work, and in education, there's not something that we do that's not uh, part of our equity initiative, because education is equity. That is Education Secretary Miguel Cardoza, or Cardona? Yeah, Cardona. And uh, education is equity. I'm not sure what he means. There's a lot of uh, things that people say these days, and it can mean different things to different people. Equity, of course, is the uh, buzzword that goes around. But, you know, how do you have equity? Equity, the, the difference between that and equality is equality usually means, although people mean it in different ways, uh, equal opportunity you know, for advancement or for whatever. But equity is about outcomes. And there's a notion that says that somehow we can control outcomes and so that everybody has a similar or equitable outcome of things. And, you know, there's part of that that I think is noble about saying, hey, you know what, some people have disadvantages and whatever you think those are, we want to pay special attention to those things. And um, that's fine. But the idea of equal outcomes is not real meaning that there's always going to be people who excel because at certain things because they're particularly gifted and they just have that ability. Sometimes people excel because they have wealth or because they have other advantages. They had two parents in the home uh, who stay married, who don't divorce. Your kids are going to have advantages. That doesn't mean that you can't succeed. If you are in a single parent home, you can, but it's harder. It's statistically going to be uh, you know, more difficult. But I'm talking about this because as the election is coming up, this is the Pastor Scott Show, by the way. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. One of the greatest concerns that I have personally and that I try to share often here is that we seem to be, when we talk about education or education as equity, however you want to phrase those things, what do you mean by that? And I think sometimes we're talking about graduation rates, but not actually education. And there's a big difference between education and graduation. We want kids to graduate. We want kids to graduate high school. That's great. 
But if they aren't educated, if they're graduating high school, but their reading level is third grade, if they graduate high school, but their math abilities is third grade, they aren't educated. It's not equity. It's not equality. It's it's wrong. It is something wrong. And for people who have the most disadvantages or for people who are in uh, poverty situations, for cyclical poverty, generational poverty, every in every culture of the world, education is the way out and not graduation. You know, graduation should come along with it, but education, actually being educated, actually learning how to read and how to write and how to communicate and, you know, how to persuade, how to do tasks, how to have a skill, you know, how to, you know, those kinds of things that you educate people to do. That's the way forward. And the problem so often today is we seem to be more about how do we lower standards so our graduation rate goes up? How do we count things differently so the graduation rate goes up? How do we say we're educating people when the the figures are pretty dismal? And it can vary by school. It can vary by neighborhood. It can vary by other things. I think this this has to get addressed better. But the way this ties into how we vote and how we think about these things, the L.A. Times uh, this week on Tuesday reported that the LAUSD is once again pushing back against charter schools uh, here in Los Angeles, and they pass a sweeping policy that will limit when chapters can operate on district-owned campuses. And public school campuses can have charter schools as a part of them or on them. It's guaranteed, actually, under state law. And charter school advocates uh, threaten to sue over new restrictions. You know why they don't like charter schools? It's because they don't have union control over it. That's the reason. And everybody knows that's the reason. See, the the charter school, and maybe you have kids in a charter school and you want to talk about it, or you've tried to get your kid in a charter school. I know when those things open up, sometimes there's different ways in. There's lottery, there's other stuff. And, and you know, parents are desperately trying to put their kids in these charter schools. A uh, charter school is basically a publicly funded school that operates independently from the traditional public school system. The charter school is give, they get a charter or a contract, okay, by the school board or whoever the entity is that's authorized to do it in a school district. And they, that'll outline the school's mission, program, goals, and methods of assessment. And what you have in that charter school is the approach can be completely different. The approach is something that is, you know, more closely local to the students or to the uh, sometimes it can be a nonprofit organization that runs it or different groups can run it. But you don't have to follow all of the regulations that are overseeing so many other schools. And the p- purpose for this, and it's highly successful, is to say to kids who might need have special needs or to m- might need different kinds of attention or a different way of approaching it, says, hey, we can do this. And this is in the public school system. Right? This is something that's there. So why is there so much pushback and fighting? It comes from the unions. It's a huge problem. Uh, with that. This is pa- Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. When you see this pushback, what I want to communicate to you is this. You will always hear students come first. But if you don't learn anything from the COVID and our school shutdowns, particularly in California, our students don't come first when it comes to teachers unions. They don't. Agendas come first. You know, whatever 
uh, Cardona is talking about with equity, that agenda, whatever it is, comes first. If the students come first, the numbers would be better. We wouldn't be leaving so many kids behind. We would be encouraging charter schools and saying, hey, if we've got a school that's got only a 40% rate of people graduating who can actually read beyond a sixth grade level, that's terrible. Okay, that means 60% can. Great, great for that 60%. Obviously, you can go through that school and, and do some stuff. But 40, it's, it's terrible. Or though 40% can. That means 60% can't. You've got to do something different. And charter schools are one of those ways to do that. 888-528-2557. I want to take this call. I was asking before, we talked about the uh, uh, Ontario Christian School. And I'm talking about this also because next week we're going to talk about Christian schools. And uh, I'll share a little bit more with you in a minute on this. But we're going to give you the opportunity to, if you if your kid is in public school right now, to start going to Christian school next year for half price. And a deal for that. You know, you got to pay for it, and uh, we're going to help you get started with that with our half-price tuition. You can check that out right now at kkla.com. But when we talk about the pressure that is on kids and how there is a statement that gets made, oh, we're all about the kids, but actually when push comes to shove, we're not. That's something that you see regularly. And parents and grandparents and guardians, you got to deal with that. You have to for your kids' sake. Uh, I want to take this call. Before I was talking about uh, what happened at Ontario Christian High School and how a student came forward and said, I think this other student is getting ready to do a school shooting, and turned out he was, and that student was arrested before they did the uh, the bad thing. Linda and Ventura, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, Linda. I, am, I, want, I wanted to mention uh, the first, um, this person that um, was trying to attack me two different times, and I didn't know who that person was until about 15, 20 years ago. And he was a serial kill, serial killer, um, that Ted Bundy. And, Wait, um, you had we, you were you were being uh, attacked by Ted Bundy. This is the, he tried two times. Um, it was I, we were at Washington State University, and my um, couple of friends of mine and we went to Idaho. And we're in some kind of little club, and but they yeah. got a little tipsy, and I kept trying to tell them that somebody was, somebody was um, really uh, creepy watching at, at us, but they, they weren't paying too much attention. We drove back to the dormitory, yeah. and I told them because they were living in an apartment at the time, and so I told them get close to the doors as close as you can, so I would just be able to get there and, and push the key in and get in in there. And so I yelled for the dormother, and um, she. She, um, and I told her somebody had followed us, and so she she ran up there and she told some somebody else to call the police. Well, so you had that interaction. So I'd ask people if you had any heroes or you had a life saving situation. So that's uh, that's quite a story you got there, uh, Linda. I want to thank you for sharing yeah. that with us. You know, people go through stuff, and uh, you know, I encouraged in the last segment people to be heroes. Um, one of the things that you get to be a hero for is, you know, how you can parent or grandparent your kids. You know, you make decisions about their schooling, about lots of things for them, and it matters for their whole life. It matters for their entire life. And I hope that you feel that burden as a parent. I sure do. A huge burden. And my kids are becoming teenagers and getting ready to drive, and uh, it's, a, it's a big deal. 888-528-2557. Ted, City of Angels, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, Pastor Scott. I 
I really wanted to touch on the subject of the schooling because uh, I, I, I told you in the past I attended, uh, um, you know, the winningest junior college in the nation as far as football, uh, and I played two years there. And uh, the head coach had a master's degree, and he, he won the Junior Rose Bowl for Santa Monica College. We used to beat UCLA and USC in passing league every year by three or four touchdowns. Uh-huh. Uh, the talent was through the roof. And then they hired in uh, an assistant coach that claimed that we were discriminating against African-Americans. And so they did a nationwide search for a African-American that had a master's degree that was available to coach. And there was none available. But are you saying that he wasn't a good coach at the end of the day? uh, They actually had him take all the tests because they had nobody available for head coach uh, that had a master's degree that was – uh, African-American, and he failed every test, and they put him through at head coach. And but was, but now, was he a bad coach? Well, I mean, we're, we <laughs> basically... Or was he the champion coach? Because, you know, maybe those tests are lousy. It could be. Right. It could be. But yeah. Well, I Ted, i got to go to a break, forward. Ted. I realize that, uh, you know, those kinds of things are in the in the air with all of this. And part of what I'm talking about is, are we helping people with whatever we're doing when we're talking about equity and stuff, or are we just making ourselves feel better because we, we have a hashtag and it sounds like we're doing something, but we're really not, you know, if people are not getting educated, we're not doing the job. We'll be right back. Pastor Scott show. You're listening to the pastor Scott show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. Talking about schools and um, how important it is that we pay attention. And I was mentioning before the break, with the election coming up, you've got in some places, depends on where you are, but you've got school board to vote on. You have your ballot. You've got time to go look up those people. What do they believe? Do they believe in parents' rights? Do they, you know, if they are opposed to charter schools and stuff, find out why. Why are they that way? Because those things can really lead you into whether a person is about education or just about graduation. It's a difference. You've got to educate the kids. Uh, that matters. And if, Or if you're about political agendas that don't educate the kids. 888-528-2557. Uh, Sheila in Newport Beach, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, thank you, Pastor Scott. We love your show. Um, during COVID, my, my kids, we pulled them out of regular public school and we put them into a charter Uh, It was during COVID. We didn't want to vaccinate our kids, so we decided to go that route. And as soon as that cleared, we put them back into public. And so much has changed since then so dramatically that what was a public school was good enough for the education, at least here in Orange County, changed. And um, I think people don't like charter schools and private schools, and I don't know how it works. Obviously, unions have control, but, um, and we know this because some of the teachers that get in trouble in these public schools, they're locked in for 10 years. Mm -hmm. You can't get rid of them. Um, But I think they get paid, right? At the end of the day, they don't care about, I don't think the kids, I think it's every chair is a dollar figure. And we finally pulled the plug. As soon as our son came up to us, our 13-year-old said, 
in our class, they were telling us in the science class, um, this is a safe space and you can come to us if you choose to change your gender, you decided to be a different sex. And it was a full conversation, like to all the students. Yeah. And at that point, and my son talked about it with me, with my uh, 11-year-old, and I said, okay, so I, I don't judge other people. That's for God. That's not for me. However, I'm sending my kids for an education, and that's not an education. So that's where I draw the line. Um, and that's when we decided, okay, we're going to pull the plug. There's nothing left. If that's what they're teaching in the school, there's, not, there's no conversation. This is not for my kids' best interest. I just don't know what the agenda yeah. and- is because I, I feel bad for the kids who, let's say generally, maybe there is something. Maybe, I don't know. Are they born this way? I don't know. But I feel a big percentage of it is, is a... It's almost a popularity. If you're in with the crowd, they love you. Yeah, it's very much so a, you know, part of that problem is it's very much about the popularity and other stuff, which is why yes. it's such a terrible thing, because people make lifelong yes. medical choices that Correct. they probably would make even just a few months later. And the, and the with the schools, it's it becomes anti-parent. And you need to have a school yes, system that is much. partnering with the parent and leaves moral stuff up to the parents, those kinds of things. So what do you do with your kids? Where are they now? Well, at the at the end of the day, we had discussions. I went in and talked to the vice principal, which was wonderful. And I talked to a few of the teachers individually. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the teachers in a in a roundabout way said, "Our hands are tied. That's right. We can't do anything, and and we're devastated too. You know, we haven't seen this in 30 years in our history of teaching. So their hands are tied." So um, we, we decided to pull the plug. We went to a private Christian school, did the whole interview, and it, it was really amazing. Even for me, it was kind of a surreal experience having a teacher and a principal mention the word God, yes. which I've never heard that in a public school. I almost teared up. So we're actually pulling them out Friday. Tomorrow is their last day in a public school. It, we're talking this is the end of the school year. Yeah. And I just said, why? Why? Put him through it another four or five months. We're good. Thank that, you so much. Sheila, and that's it. That so, is a great decision. Uh, yes, that's what, absolutely. And your kids will benefit from that. It is a great decision, and thank you for doing that. Uh, oh, yes. On behalf we're very of, happy. And we're, we're, but our sons, you know, we do respect our teachers. They're, they're in a yeah, difficult situation. So I had reached out to the, to the teachers. I'm going to reach out to the principal tomorrow on his last day of school on both of theirs. And just tell them, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Um, and one of the teachers, he's an atheist. He was so kind. He said to me, he's like, Sheila, your son, he is so empathetic and he's so kind. And I really think he's going to flourish, even though I'm his atheist friend. He's going to flourish where he's going. Yeah. So and I'm happy for him. And, and I, he understood. I really appreciate you sharing that, too, because the teachers and many people working in the schools, they are, they're stuck yeah. because of yeah. these agendas. And it's not just the, the political agendas about that. Sometimes it's teaching agendas, right, and, it, and curriculum right. agendas and things that they as as educators would rather do different, but they're stuck, and they need to have the freedom to to do that. Sheila, I appreciate your call on that. 888-528-2557 is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. I want to say this, and uh, I'm going to tell you about private schools and an opportunity for you to do just what Sheila did and uh, why I think that's a good decision. 
But I also want to say that just like she was saying, we have so many teachers in the public school system who are doing great work and working very hard in spite of the system that is such a difficult thing uh, for them. And I think the hard part for a lot of parents is, you know, you should homeschool or you should put your kids in a Christian school or do something else. Uh, You realize that would be better for your kids in so many cases, but it's hard because you like your teachers and you care about them. And in this case, Sheila had a good relationship with the principal. And there's so much of that out there. Christy and I have friends who are uh, uh, public school teachers who have their kids in the private school who say to us, I'd never put my kids in the school that I teach at. And I think that that says something quite a bit. In fact, the the number of people um, who are public school teachers who put their kids in private school is is pretty high. And I think that you they understand what's going on. And at the same time, they hold on to a profession that's important that we have good people in. And so uh, keep them in your prayers. And if you are a teacher or you know somebody who's a uh, a public school teacher. There's a great Christian resource. It's called christianeducators.org. And uh, just go to christianeducators.org. There's a whole lot of information on there. Do you know that you don't even have to be in the union? You still got to deal with them, but you don't have to be in them, actually, the teachers union. You don't have to pay those dues. It's like 800 bucks or 900 bucks a year or something. Uh, And you don't have to have, and that money doesn't go to your classroom. You know, it goes to political things mostly. And that is a big part of the problem. The teachers union spend millions of dollars against charter schools. Uh, according to the LA Times in this article. And uh, it's it's a really big deal. Uh, I want to share something with you, an opportunity for you as parent. I have my kids in a Christian school. And it is just like Sheila, you, you have a different relationship with the school, in part because it's Christian and they have Bible classes and uh, all you've got all that going on. But you also have a different relationship with the teachers and with the principal. And it's expected it's expected that you are going to have that kind of relationship and involvement. And you have excellent education, you have Christ-centered education, and in this world today, you you need that. You need to be educated. And there are so many agendas and bad things happening in the in the school system, especially in California. My recommendation for parents is if you can, and I realize that some of you cannot. I realize that if you're Working, single parent, there's a whole lot of reasons why this doesn't work for everybody, but it's a big deal. My view is you got to get your kid out. My view is it is there is so much risk when you're talking about schools that are maybe 50-50, when you're talking about schools that put out people with a worldview that doesn't match the reality of the world that they're going to go into. Uh, it's a very, very big deal. Here at KKLA, something we're going to do next week, and so I want to let you know about this. It's called half-price tuition, and what happens is KKLA will pay half the price for your first-year tuition in a new Christian school starting next fall for your kid. And you pay half, and KKLA will pay the other half. That's how it works. And you'll pick up the rest of it your second year, right? So this is a great starter program. But it matters. And what I want you to do, if you are a parent or a grandparent, because a lot of a lot of the time, my kids at their school right now, they have, they have Grandparents Day. And it's because it's great to have grandparents around. But part of it is, hey, the grandparents are paying the bill a lot of the time. Uh, you know, there's grandma scholarship is what I call it. And uh, that is really, really helpful. My view is it is 100% worth it for your kid. And maybe homeschooling is the right thing for you. That's great also. But the classroom experience for, for Christy and I, 
homeschooling is not a good, we even learned that during the COVID. We're not good at this. <laughs> and uh, we have a great school that our kids are in and we're very blessed. We work really hard and we sacrifice a lot in order to get there, but it is the best thing for our kids. We want to help you at KKLA make that decision right now. You got to be thinking about it for fall 2024. So, Go to KKLA.com, click the half-price tuition banner. You will learn more about this, and there's more and more schools getting added here in the next few days. Find a school that's convenient for you, someplace nearby or someplace that's on the way to work or something that works for you, and get ready and think about it because on Tuesday next week, you'll be able to call and to get a spot for half-price. The half-price tuitions are limited, so you got to make sure that you're ready to go and uh, pay that half-price and reserve your spot for your kid. But and I'll tell you more as we as we get closer to that. But this is a great opportunity to help your kid get into a system. Good friends of ours in the second grade, the second grade, the teacher said brought him in for teachers conference and said, your child is not college material. Second grade and actually said, which is a break for you because you won't have to pay as much money. Well, of course, as parents, they were they were in shock. They were sad. They were frustrated. We invited them to go to our kids go. And that little girl who was in the second grade and not college bound, she now is in the sixth grade and definitely college bound. And she is excelling and not just excelling in her grades and in her educational abilities, but she's excelling in sports. She's excelling socially. And the only difference was a Christian school that she went to. And people have those stories all the time. So go to kkla.com, click on the uh, Half Price Tuition banner and learn more. We'll be telling you more about that in the next few days. I really encourage you to do that for your kids or your grandkids. This is the Pastor Scott Show, and uh, we're on every day from 3 to 5. You can follow us on social media. I guess we got a, a TikTok blowing up today if you have one of those accounts. At Pastor Scott Show is our handle. TikTok, X, Instagram, Facebook, at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back with Hour 2 in just a moment. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.